I went to the doctor today because my mouth hurts. <laughs> right. Okay. As you do. And it was just uh it was just getting worse and worse. I was having trouble sleeping. And uh me and a jelly bean while I tell the story. It'll all come back it's around. Good audio. Yeah. It's, it's good audio. But uh so I go to the doctor and I'm like, hey, my mouth hurts when I put things in it and suck on things. <laughs> <laughs> and when I sneeze or cough or yawn, right? And so he was like, Well, let me look in there. And he goes, Well, I don't Sounds think it's like it's hampering your social life. Yeah. So he's like, It's not an infection, you're not, you know, didn't have anything else wrong with me medically. And uh <laughs> So he goes, you know what I think it is? I think that you have a blocked sali- uh, salivary gland and that hmm. it's like blocked. And so there's like pressure building up in there and it's creating, you know, this swollen feeling and soreness. And he goes, so why don't you go to the store and buy sour candy like lemon drops and just like suck on sour candy for two to three days. And I was like, hmm. I just came to the doctor and you prescribed candy for three days. I have a dentist appointment on Friday. And if this doesn't work, you're going to be hearing from my dentist. <laughs> That's my story. Nice. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Guys, we're here again for another week. Mm-hmm. Let's go. I have, <laughs> I have a beer. Continue. This is the well. It was. It was. Uh, it's got one of them fancy corks. I don't know if you can see. You definitely can't see at home. But uh, I have the FLX Freestyle Liquid Experiment from Chainline Brewing Company. It's a Brett Ale What's with it? key lime, passion fruit, and mango. <laughs> ah, so you went fruit, fruit, and fruit <laughs> in a beer, yeah. not a seltzer. Still. What what fruity concoction are you drinking, Rick Bailey? Um, I'm actually not drinking anything currently because I went to a trampoline park today and I drank the uh, Kraken Stash beer from Hop Valley. Oh, the one that's cost nineteen dollars at Climate Pledge Arena. Yeah, it was six fifty at the trampoline park. So uh, I feel like I got ripped off. <laughs> um, so I'm a little sleepy, and I decided I'm going to. Get about halfway through this before I crack open another one. What are you drinking, Bill? I am drinking the Wicked North Cold Brew Coffee Stout from Dick's Brewing in uh, Centralia. Oh, yes, Dick's Brewing. (laughs) Yes, I was down there. I stopped on my way back from Portland this weekend, and they were having a sale on this uh, cold brew coffee stout, which uh, is in pint cans that are 8.8%. And the sale was buy a case of 30 of them for $30. (laughs) So I have some of these. So you're telling me they were flying off the shelves and that's why they had a sale. (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, it is interesting, though, that you can buy a pint of 8.8% beer for a (laughs) dollar. Is it any good? Ah, yeah, it's really good. Um it was it was done with a, a collaboration with um, LC Coffee Company, and they like took their cold brew and mixed it. It's really good. All right, big fan, right. big fan. Guys, did we watch a movie this week? Uh... <laughs> was that your Clint Eastwood impression? <laughs> uh, no, no, wait. Here, 
Oh, it's I, I sometimes I forget we're audio only. If I was going to do my Clint Eastwood impression, I would have opened the podcast by like falling on the ground for no reason. <laughs> He's old. I know I know we have to like do trivia and stuff like that first, but but can we just address right up front that Clint Eastwood falls down 12 times in this movie? Like, yeah, he's old and he can't, can't get, get on a horse. He's, it wasn't just the horse. He's fallen. Well, he fell two times trying to get the pigs. He falls once out of bed. Every time, every time he's doing anything, he falls over. So it happens when you're old. Yeah. When you're 63. Is that how old he was when he made this movie? <laughs> I don't know. Or, did, don't you know the answer to that? Yeah, he was 63. He looks a lot older than that. Yeah, well, give, you know, um, right, because Gene context. Hackman is the same age as Clint Eastwood and is also 63 in this movie and looks 15 years younger than him. He looks a lot better, I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah. Thoughts, Rick? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was I was sorry, I was getting trivia all queued up today. By that he means he did a quick Google search. <laughs> was that trivia in your mouth? Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's also that. You guys caught me off guard with our plans today. You're the one We're that opened up. up the Zoom and scheduled this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> we got to switch it up. We got to keep it interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I didn't know. I didn't have any clever trivia subjects for this movie. Shocked. Did we mention what movie it was? Um, Unforgiven. If we Unforgiven. didn't, Unforgiven. I would never forgive you. <laughs> uh-huh. Podcast is about a Metallica song. I don't get okay. it. Okay, um, <laughs> you're the worst. <laughs> Metallica's a band. I know that. Uh huh. I don't know any of their songs. You've probably heard some of their songs. Do they but you don't know it's? Do them. they have the one that's something about a Sandman? Yes. Is that them? Okay. Mm-hmm. See? Yeah, it goes like this, Mister Sandman. Right. <laughs> bring me a dream. Bring me a dream. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they were on the soundtrack to uh, Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Got it. <laughs> okay, so to see who starts trivia, the first question is going to be, what is, I'm going to let Ryan answer first. What is okay. Bill's favorite Gene Hackman movie? Bill. <laughs> I said Ryan could go first. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a hint, Ryan. I have said what it is on this podcast. Yeah, Ryan. Which, which you have spent hours editing. <laughs> I did yeah, not. But- I did not ask Bill the answer to this question, but I'm pretty sure I know it. <laughs> oh, wait. And Quizmaster's always right. But I was going to say, <laughs> if I say what it actually is, can I be wrong? <laughs> also, you assume that I want to answer this question correctly. You might. You uh, whoever whoever wins this gets to pick what order they answer the rest of the questions in. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh. Is it is it one order throughout the whole thing or do they get to pick each question? We're going to find out. Oh. <laughs> Favorite Gene Hackman movie. <sighs> I know you have said this on the podcast but I can't think of it. It's not one of the ones we've watched for the podcast. I know that. Right, because Bill's seen it. And we've watched a lot of them. <laughs> he's seen yeah. his he's seen his favorite movie before. Right. Um Oh, 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 oh. oh. It's uh it's uh this is, this is really nice quick oh. oh oh no. You know what's weird? This could be two answers, but I'm going with my first answer. It's the it's the one. It's that one that he always talks about all the time. Hurry okay. up, Ryan. What's the name of it? Okay, I've There's changed my mind. There's a timer. No, I'm going to tell you what it really is. Wait, hang on. I've changed my mind. This is for points. 
Oh. A few good men. <laughs> no. Okay, he's not in that. Just keep going. <laughs> no, it's my turn to guess, right? <laughs> sure. It's enemy of the state. It is enemy of the state. That's what ding, I was ding, thinking. Ding, ding. <laughs> God damn it. All right. So, Bill, do you want to go first or second on this question? Well, how many points did I get? One. Okay. We're playing to three. And three out of five. So, do I want to go first or second on this? Do I, can I hear the question first and then decide? No. Then I want to go second. Okay. And, Ryan, you can defer in this game. Can I okay. also defer? <laughs> no, only one defer per question. Then Total. What? <laughs> so wait, as a reward for getting that question right, I have to choose before I hear the question, and then Ryan gets to pick if he goes first or second. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But also, <laughs> yeah. the question was, "What was your favorite Gene Hackman movie?" So yeah. there, I was fifty-fifty. I was going to get that wrong. <laughs> I mean, Ryan, in what movie did Gene Hackman co-star with Robin Williams? And we're playing first one to three points wins the entire thing. Okay. Have we mentioned this movie on the... I shouldn't ask questions when it's Ryan's turn. <laughs> Bill's learning. I don't know the answer. I am going to say defer. I I don't know... This was my plan. This was my second answer to what I thought Bill's favorite Gene Hacker movie would be. I don't... Oh, Really? Yeah. Um, you know, and like it, it's probably hint. a movie I don't even like at all. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. But I'm going to say, like, and I don't know what Gene Hackman was in. Like, remember when we did, like, that French movie? And I yep. I didn't know anything Gene Hackman was in except Enemy do you of remember, the State. Do you remember when I was like, he's in everything? I remember you and, saying that, yeah. And now we've accidentally proven that theory? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> By watching six Gene Hackman movies in a row when we weren't on Gene Hackman month? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, death to Smoochie. No. <laughs> the answer... Ryan, do you want one more chance at it? Uh, yeah, because I did defer. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did defer. I got confused. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's all so about I, day I, drinking. I would, hope, <laughs> I would hope that I get another... Uh, you, know, you know, I was dating with Bill's no. wife. <laughs> cool. Good for you. Well, he was at his <laughs> appointment. Whoa. <laughs> Throw some random beeps oh, in there. Um, bloopy, bloopy bleep in there. No, the answer is the birdcage. I've never seen that. Of course it is. No. Really? How can it be my list. favorite movie? I've never put even it on the seen list. it. Put it on oh. the list. Okay, that's going on the list for sure because I haven't seen that in a long, long time. You'll love that movie. Yeah, can we watch it right now or what? Yeah, let's just stop the podcast. Which film based? Okay, wait. This is for Bill. Well, I get to choose. Oh yeah, Bill, do you want to go first or second? No defers in this question. No defers in this question. Right. Bring it on. The fuck. You're gonna go first. Yeah. Which film? Do I ever get to okay. choose to go first and get a defer? <laughs> I'm going to give you a list of movies here. Uh-huh. He doesn't oh. know how to ask the question yet, Ryan. He just has raw data in front of him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which of these at films? Least, at least on his uh, paper, it probably doesn't say, who fought a bear and why? <laughs> <laughs> That's my next question. <laughs> Which film, based on a John Grisham novel, novel did Gene Hackman not star in? The Runaway Jury, The Chamber, The Firm, or The Rainmaker. 
Well, I know he was in The Firm, and I know he was in Runaway Jury. So you're saying, I shouldn't have narrowed it down for You're Ryan really helping Ryan. Yeah. Ryan uh, gets the next uh, answer right if you get this wrong. <laughs> unless I'm wrong about what I just said. <laughs> sure. Um, what were the other two choices? It was Runaway Jury. No, it was... The Chamber. It was the... I. Uh, the Chamber and what else? So I have Runaway Jury, The Chamber, The Firm, and The Rainmaker. Um, the Rainmaker. I've read all of these, and I think I've seen them all, too. Oh, was was he in the books? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say The Rainmaker. I don't think he was in The Rainmaker. You're correct. He's not in The Rainmaker. Yeah, that's Matt Damon. Cool. Do you have that and, drop? Just Matt Damon. <laughs> Danny DeVito. Matt, Matt Damon. Okay. So I have um, two points. So I, yeah. I get no I get no recourse on that question apparently. I mean he got it right. Sir Ryan, what's your answer? Right. Is there another <laughs> answer to the, what movie the he's The same not? answer. Nope, can't do that. You're not the quiz master. No, but the quiz Shut the fuck up. Rick's new no nonsense quiz attitude is good. Okay. Quit, quit trying Bill, to derail him. You get to pick, right? Do you want to go first? No wait. Do you yeah, do you want to go first or second here? Is there a defer involved? I'm, I'm going to tell you after you decide. Oh, I'll go first. <laughs> okay, no deferrals. Damn it! <laughs> Gene Hackman played Nicholas Earp in the 1994 film Wyatt Earp. Huh. Which of his co-stars had the title role in this film? Of Wyatt? Yes. Well, maybe. <laughs> yes. The titular Wyatt. Um, man, I don't... I've never seen Wyatt Earp. Um... Uh, uh, Kevin Costner. Correct. This is, this is bullshit. <laughs> I protest. I just want trivia on a I home run. I had no chance to win swing. trivia whatsoever. What? What? I protest. Okay, here. Under, under what grounds? Ryan, if you get this one right. I didn't get right. to answer two questions. I mean, it's not my fault. I'm so good at trivia. I didn't miss any. <laughs> Hey, Ryan, here's we go. I got one for you. If you get this one right, you win trivia. What the? What is this? Gene Hackman played the title character named Harry Zim in what 1995 movie? The title character? You gave it away. <laughs> no. Oh. Did I say title? Wait. Yeah, you said the title character, Harry oh. Zim. Well, I didn't mean that. Oh, okay. Gene Hackman played a character uh, named Harry Zim in which 1995 movie? Okay. Uh, that would be Get Shorty. Oh, Ryan wins trivia! <laughs> I protest. I protest hard. I won trivia, I won it fair and square, and then you pulled this crap at the end. Well, what are you going to do? That's how I... What else like are we going to do, do while you Ryan shakes his ass? You should have asked that question sooner, because I have no idea what Get Shorty is or who Harry Zim is. You've never seen Get Shorty? No! Jeez, we're going to put a whole other round of Gene Hackman movies on the list. Yes, it has to end. <laughs> it, it, it won't. It, no, I cannot. Uh, all right. So, Gene Hackman, starring in, co-starring in Unforgiven. <laughs> Unforgiven. Wow was, guys. wow, was this movie. Wow. Guys, I have a new segment. Best Picture winner. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, way to go, Academy. <laughs> I thought it'd be fun. I thought of this, uh, you know, on my own. I thought it'd be fun if we uh, revisited Bill's prediction of what this movie would be about before we get into talking about Unforgiven. Okay. So I present to you last week's Bill prediction. 
So let's go with Unforgiven. I never heard of it. Perfect. What do you think it's about? Mm. Well, based on your uh, <clears throat> intro there, I'm going to say it's a Western. Mm, wrong. Uh, so we're probably going to go with some sort of Wild West 1800s. Hundreds. Hundreds, hundreds, hundreds oh. era, you know, like the late 1800s, 1869. Uh, <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Unforgiven, probably just, you know, some sort of outlaw that's taken justice into his own hands and not caring about the rules and the laws and pew, pew, pew. Who's in it? <laughs> um, Clint Eastwood. Any others It's a one-man show. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, and, like, four other guys that I've probably heard of, but don't know all that well. When was it made? That's probably you're one telling lady. us. You're telling us. <laughs> uh, Unforgiven. Since I don't know, it's probably like uh, okay. I'll it's tell probably you. Probably okay. like an '80s thing. Unforgiven won the Academy Award in 1993. Okay. When did it come out, though? <laughs> Within 12 months of that. Okay. 1993, so maybe Clint Eastwood was too old. Um, Man, I nailed uh, all of this. I don't know, did Kevin Costner do cowboy stuff? He did Dances with Wolves. And, and Wyatt Earp. And he was in Tombstone, There's the Wyatt Earp right? no. Kevin Costner. That's why I pulled no. it from my head. No. But he was in this Wyatt seems, Earp. Seems like a Kevin Costner kind of thing. I'm going to go Kevin Costner. Kevin, starring Kevin Costner and who else? No, one man show, Kevin Costner. Okay, and not Clint Eastwood anymore. He he just left Ke- Kevin Costner. I think it might just be just Kevin Costner on a raft. <laughs> Kevin can do a jar. <laughs> Kevin Costner beat out uh, Clint Eastwood for the role. Clint Eastwood yeah. was too old. Okay, okay. He was directing Million Dollar Baby at that time. Okay, that's probably like wow. seven years too soon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was 2005. Oh, so I'm pretty close. I missed 12 years. Yeah. Now, yeah. Will's the one who doesn't know what years are. <laughs> anyway, okay. Unforgiven it is. Unforgiven. Great. Could I have been closer on that guess? <laughs> I nailed it. It's a Western 1800s, and Clint Eastwood is too Hundreds. old. Hundreds. To, Clint Eastwood is too old to be in this movie. <laughs> what are you doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jeez, Rick. I'm doing a bill. I'm eating some Funyuns on the radio. <laughs> so unforgiven, Bill. Yeah. How did okay, you find I'm back. it? Okay, so it it opens with a bang. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Um, <laughs> How long did it take you to write that? <laughs> uh, but like, okay, let me let me recap what I understood the story to be. Okay. Okay. Two cowboys come into town. A prostitute laughs because one of them has a small penis. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he cuts up her face. Yes. They get pulled downstairs mm-hmm. by the sheriff who finds them five horses. Yes. Uh, they pay the fine. And then the prostitutes are not satisfied with this and put a bounty on their heads to hire someone to kill them. 
And the three that answer the call are a blind child, an old man that can't stop falling down, and his partner that cries when he tries to fire a gun. Uh, yes. They wander, yes. they wander back to town, get their asses kicked, and then kind of all fall apart. One of them quits, dies. The other two manage to do the job, and both of them regret it and it just ends in like confusion have i have i summed up this movie Mm. correctly (laughs) (laughs) that's one way to to look at it yeah did did clint eastwood's kids die do we just assume that they died (laughs) (laughs) no they were fine no they're fine oh right because uh his buddy morgan freeman went to look in on him right No, the wife did. No, remember when, no, he went, the, when he went the, to Morgan Freeman's house to ask him to look in on his kids, and he was like, how about instead of that, I come with you <laughs> and leave my wife alone? And they're like, yeah, that's a way better idea. And then yeah, but that sounds fun. Then he tries to fire the gun and can't, and he's like, I'm going home. Don't worry. I'll look, on a, I'll look in on your kids for you. And then he gets beat to death and never makes it. <laughs> I mean, that... Clint Eastwood's young boy was at least 11. He could yeah, take those, care of himself. Those kids are self-sufficient. No yeah, for sure. Okay, let's go back to the family aspect of this movie. Um, <laughs> do you remember when we watched The Good, The Bad, and Ugly? And I explained how I don't understand money from back then? Yeah, yeah. And in, the, in that movie, they were finding, was it $200,000 worth of gold? Something like that, right? Is that what it was? Uh, yeah, good, bad, the ugly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, uh, yeah. yeah. and they're just like, yeah, you know, that's a lot of money, no big deal. But they didn't even want to split it. They're just like, no, taking it all. Right. They were doing this mm-hmm. for three hundred dollars a piece, and it was going to help change mm-hmm. their kids' lives. Isn't that strange? Yeah. <laughs> that- well, I think <laughs> what you're not taking into account is the uh, relativity of money compared to your station, right? When in Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, Angel Eyes and Clint Eastwood, they were like rolling in money. They were used to high living. They had. And so $200,000 was like how much it had to be in order to be this like huge amount. Because they were pulling the rope-a-dope shoot hats off of people for a thousand bucks a pop with his other buddy, right? Right. True. But, True. Whereas if you Clint were the kind Eastwood of guy. is like, oh no, this pig has the fever. We're all going to die. <laughs> Now, are we to assume in Unforgiven that Clint Eastwood is Blondie? In Unforgiven? Yes. No. No? Why? I, I wouldn't assume he was Blondie. I mean, he was he's a rough-and-tumble ex-murderer that finally got married and calmed down and quit drinking and became a pig farmer. He never mm-hmm. had a name, and he was the no, man with no name, right? We find out what his name is in this movie. Um. Um, oh, I, it, it, I have, I have some notes on this, Rick, that, that may contradict your, uh, his son was at least 11 theory. <laughs> that was my theory, but that was okay. Ryan's theory. Okay. Um, like one of the issues <laughs> with this, since we're talking about it, is that, um, when, whenever they are, okay, I, I guess I put his son might've been 12. Ha! But wow, you're an idiot, Ryan. <laughs> You weren't even but, close. But okay, let's say uh. let's say he is twelve or eleven. Okay? okay, his wife his wife died three years ago. Mm-hmm. Right? That's okay. that's what they say is that his wife died three years ago, and okay. 
It says on her gravestone that she was 29 when she died. Right? Okay. Okay. So that means that assuming they were married when they had their first kid, that she would have been 18 when she married him. Mm-hmm. And that would, and he would have been right around what fifty, fifty five. <laughs> sure, this, um, this is the old west. We're not, we're not, uh, we're not rolling back our norms. I, well, and the whole thing, happen. the whole thing at the beginning of the movie says that like her mother was always wondering why she just disappeared and ran off with the murdering scumbag. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of that, the like beginning scroll and end scroll are re- real weird ways to start <laughs> to stop this movie with two characters that we never meet, the mother and the mm-hmm. wife, right? Right. Um, but it's just like it just seems real weird that that I I get a 50-year-old guy marrying an 18-year-old, right? I I Well, there's a drop. I get that draw. But I don't get that happening and him being like in eight years so emotionally impacted by his wife that he would like continue in this faithful obligation to her for years and years afterwards. It's just well, it's such a small portion of his life and she wouldn't have been like a peer to him, you know? Well, he might have hooked up with her when she was 12. What's your point? Well, just like he had more than just a few years. Like, they've been there for a long time. That's why it's okay? (laughs) Yeah, I think so. Because when he was 40, he hooked up with a 12-year-old. May I remind you your age, sir? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but she wanted it. (laughs) It's it's not the old Um, west. uh, um, Also, I think think the, the point, Bill, I think the point with this is not that not that sh- that period of time that he spent with her was so impactful, but the fact that he changed his ways for her. You know, when you have a change of heart like that, I think a change of heart can happen in a circumstance or with a certain person that you finally see the light, right? You see the error of your ways and decide that, oh, I was wrong the whole time, and now I want to live a different type of life. And I think that's what he's mourning, is the fact that she changed his life for the better and now she's gone. Yeah. Excellent um, rebuttal. Thank you. I, I, don't. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. Um, I'm just looking at something here. Yeah, uh, Bill's really good when he gets on his phone. Yeah. Yeah, we like it. Okay, we'll I just mean, sit here in silence. Talk. Well, we're waiting. We- once we start talking, you're going to interrupt us with some bullshit. So why are we going to talk? <laughs> yeah, because so, that's fun for me. Okay, so... This, according to what I just looked up, that the movie The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly specifically takes place in 1862. Yep. And the movie Unforgiven takes place in 1880. So they take place 18 years apart. Yep. So that would mean that... In theory, Clint Eastwood, if he is Blondie, met and married this girl um, at the age of 55, six years after Good, the Bad, and the Ugly takes place. We never know how old he is in this movie, do we? In this movie? Yeah. Well, he looks old. I mean, he looks older than he is in real life, which is 63. Right. And, and there's weathered. There's plenty of reverent references to him being old. 
Right. But old for the 1880s is different than old for 2000. Okay, okay here's but, the, but here's wait, here's he's the thing. literally this movie, 30 years older. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is not about Blondie, right? Like it's this was a script that was written. I think they said they offered it to like John Malkovich at one point. If Gene Hackman said no to it once until he found out Clint was going to do it. But when I watch it, I think of it as the end of the guy that I watched in all those movies. That's how well, I feel about it when I see it. These, <clears throat> it's no, the end of the I, stereotypical I, I could see how cowboy. watching this movie, you'd think this was the end of Clint Eastwood <laughs> in, <laughs> being a Western movie guy. <laughs> Be like, yeah, he should not make any more of these. <laughs> I mean... I didn't I don't dislike this movie. This movie is two hours of nothing happening. Nothing happens in this movie. <laughs> I, I mean I do not agree with you. What what from 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 the moment that guy cuts up the girl's face and they you know sort it out and he's gonna deliver the horses to the moment the kid shoots the guy on the porta potty, what what happens? It's it's two hours of demystifying the the myth of the Wild West that was per, like put forward by movies like The Good, Back, Bad, and the Ugly. It was killing a man is hard. Life in the West is hard. Justice in the West was imperfect. Women got the short end of the stick. Minorities got the short end of the stick. There was all sorts of hardships and none of it was perfect. That's the point of the movie. I I don't get how that point elevates this movie to win best picture when it just is so seemingly devoid of like anything other than, yeah, okay. Life, life is hard or like, Oh, you mean to tell me that in the wild West when they didn't have like, any conveniences or law or government or order or anything that it was difficult for people that I didn't need this movie to tell me that I played the Oregon trail. Everyone died of dysentery. We get it. (laughs) I died fording a river. Thank you very much. Yeah. So you have to know though, that like just because a movie isn't full of like action heroes and Iron Man doesn't mean it's not a good movie. I don't only like action movies than <laughs> Iron Man, okay? It doesn't, and plus, none of those are ever going to win Best Picture. And I'm not arguing that they should, necessarily. Um, you know, there's a uh, there's a quote, not a quote, there's a story here, oh, an entire review from your buddy Roger Ebert about this movie. Mm-hmm. And he talks about how Clint Eastwood did such a good job directing this movie by you know, making it seem it it wasn't just mindless action and violence. It was deliberate in the way they told the story the whole time. So it was, a, okay. I think that you have to, you look at this movie winning an award by the amount of talent it took to make this movie. Even if it didn't speak to you, it's still a well-made good movie. I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't see it. It's, <laughs> I don't, I don't agree. I just, it, okay. it just was, it was so meaningless and pointless. Um, Bill, I have a question for you. Sure. Of these five movies, which one do you think is the best? Well, this is going to be biased. You probably Wait. not watched 
Wait, uh, yeah, I was going to say, you're not going to find five movies he's seen. <laughs> Go ahead, try it, Ryan. This season, this season two, I've seen like 60 <laughs> movies, guys. <laughs> Unforgiven. The Crying Game. Haven't seen it. A Few Good Men. A Few Good Men, okay. Howard's End and Scent of a Woman. I haven't seen Scent of a Woman, Howard's End, or The Crying Game. But between the other two, A Few Good Men is way better than this. A Few Good Men these is were all, way better than this. These were all the nominees for Best Picture. Oh my gosh, A Few Good Men got robbed. That movie is so Gene much Hackman. better than this movie. You can't objectively tell me that you would rather watch this movie again than A Few Good Men again. Or that you've seen this movie more than A Few Good Men. Have you watched Unforgiven more than I, you, A Few Good Men? I'm not making this argument. I'm asking you, <laughs> though. I'm asking you, though. Do you also agree with my point that A Few Good Men is a much better movie in story and acting than Unforgiven? Yes, but it doesn't make Unforgiven a bad movie. Okay, but that's not. I I, I haven't said. I think I don't think I've said it's a bad movie. It's a boring, long ass movie you said that it shouldn't was have won two and a half hours of nothingness. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wait, I've got that one. I, equal... I was looking at my notes. I've got one more thing that we have to talk about from my notes. Okay. Okay. Um, and and here's sometimes I write one sentence because it will remind me of my whole thought process. Who fought a bear and why? Right. Exactly. So this is my who fought a bear moment. Um, I wrote down. It kind of seemed like she did want that horse, right? And do you know what I mean when yeah, I say she that? she wanted it. Do you know what I mean when I say that? Like, I don't think the girl who got her face cut wanted all of this to happen. Right. I don't think – I think she would have been pretty happy with that nice pony and not having to be a whore anymore. Right? I think it's the, like, red-haired boss lady is like, shit, why your horse? And, like, drives him off and is like, and give right. me all your money so we can hire someone to kill him so that we're broke right. and can't ever get out of this life. Everything you've saved for. And her but, face wasn't really even that bad. Right, right. I know. Like, Clint's right. Well, she looks better than he does. <laughs> right. Well, and I think that the interesting part, too, is when, when Clint's describing it to Morgan Freeman – how like, oh, they cut off everything and they cut her up and I'm not gonna use all the colorful colorful terms he used. Yeah. You're but, not gonna uh, say teats. I mean <laughs> or I think anytime I oh. use the word <laughs> I'm going to, but keep going. I I'm just saying like it's illustrative of the Wild West kind of mentality how oh she got she got disfigured, yes. She got cut in her face, but like the story got out to where she's like, "Oh, they cut off her and they cut every single part of her, and she's completely unrecognizable." And like it just got to this whole level. Yeah, it's old West telephone, right? Exactly. Don't and they think, tell two friends, and they tell two friends. Don't you think the whole weird additional story of English Bob is just strange to have floating around in there too? <laughs> No, because here's the deal with this no. movie. Do you think that this movie is about Clint Eastwood? Um, yeah, I mean, kind of. Or do you think it's more about Gene Hackman? Well, <clears throat> I don't know if it's about Gene Hackman either. I think it's well, just like, here's some he really, stuff. 
but he really goes on a he's goes on a bit of a journey in this movie. He's where the only one. Gene Hackman is the only character that experiences any journey. Well, like Clint does Clint, it, in a. You mean because he, he, he starts reverts drinking back. and murdering again? Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Which, which was back. going, which was going to happen, right? It had only been three years since his wife died. Just get a little more pig farming. It was going to happen. He was going to uncork a <laughs> bottle sooner or later. <laughs> Right. Once they all got the fever, yeah. it was over. Yeah. Um, but Gene Hackman, you know, when it starts off, once, you assume once those pigs started getting COVID. <laughs> you assume that Gene, little Bill, is like. You assume he's the good guy in this movie when it starts, right? He's the he's yeah, kind n- of. No guns in my he's town. The sheriff. Yeah. I'm the sheriff. Sure. I keep this place in wraps, and then you realize he's a a you know a crazy sociopath that will just do anything. And he, he reverts back to his old ways, too, in this movie. Because you could tell he was a horrible person back then. Right. That's why they show the English Bob stuff, right? Yeah. And then they... Well, <clears throat> the well what's, what's interesting, the, the thing I do find interesting about the English Bob narrative is he's got, you know, the guy who's like his writer that's traveling with him. That's right, like right, doing his right. autobiography. And, like, Gene Hackman, like, mocks that and makes fun of it and, like, tears him down. And then as soon as that, like, sniveling wimp is, like... Ooh, let me start following you around and praising you. He eats it up and can't get enough. Of, let me tell you this story. Let me tell you that story. Well, and so that leads right into what I was going to follow up on Rick's question with uh, who this movie is about. I think it's about the narrative that the writer is writing. I think the story of the Old West is the character. I think the reality of the boasting and the overinflated tales and the machismo all of those things that these cowboys have been telling and and living on and trading on is is the story that they want to portray but it's not real life and i think that's really what this movie comes down to is that this story is going to go out because it's sensational and people will read it and it's tabloid and it's pulp or whatever but the reality is they were all just a bunch it's of tough. drunk guys that shot their guns off wherever they felt like it Exactly. Yeah, and it and it was lawlessness, and it was pointless, and there was no no meaning to a lot of it, and death happened because death happened, not for any good reason. Right. And but what's interesting is you want to talk about like Gene Hackman, Little Bill reverting to who he was, and Clint Eastwood reverting to who he was. The only character that experienced real change in who he was and couldn't revert back or didn't revert back was Morgan Freeman. Right. Yeah, he tried. <laughs> well, he went along with him and was, yeah, kind of willing and then all of a sudden realized, like, I cannot pull a trigger again, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, do you think it's weird that they never address the fact that Morgan Freeman's black? No. Because I, I did, I never it out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think about that when I watch any of these movies because I never understand that time. Because you see that sometimes, right? And you, right? I, 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 but they never address it because I don't know if anyone. I, I, I just you don't I know wasn't if anyone there. was racist get back in the eighteen hundreds. <laughs> no, I don't in know if anybody. No, no, I don't know if anybody wasn't racist. That's where I like. I feel right. like well, it was so, across the board. It was terrible, but there's always like. There, some guys hanging out, you know? Yeah. No, well, looking looking at some of the history, like, uh, there there were, you know, in the post-Civil War era, there were black guys that were in in 
elected to Congress or or things like that, and then that got shut down closer to the 1900s. Yeah. So, but but it I mean, is there, weird to think that like if you, if you want to believe that this is the continuation of the good, the bad, and the ugly, that right. Clint Eastwood is like, this is my partner. I don't go anywhere without my partner, except that time not too long ago when I joined the Confederate Army to get that gold. <laughs> right. <laughs> but he did that just to get the gold. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. right? If he got that gold, why is he still a pig farmer? Well, that's what I was wondering where that, because I don't know how money works. He must have spent it all on those pigs. I guess, well, yeah. He's yeah. real well, bad with money. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah, we also haven't bad. watched the other two movies in that trilogy yeah. to explain where all that yeah. money went. I need 15 <laughs> more minutes of Mexican standoff. <laughs> Someone came to him and said, hey, I got these pigs for sale. He's like, I'll give you 100K for him. He's like, oh, no, hear me out. They have a fever. He's like, okay, 200. <laughs> yeah. He paid more for fever pigs. I identify with this. He doesn't know how prices right works either. Mm-hmm. You know, I know we're supposed to have some personal stories we talk about these movies. So, like, have you guys ever had your face cut up real bad? <laughs> <laughs> I've never had a pig that had the fever. There's not a lot of relatable subject matter in these what's, old westerns, is there? What's the worst cut you've ever received? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was just on my finger. Oh well, I it's have a really story about not, that. <laughs> okay, well, go right, it. Go. <laughs> so, um, I work in a factory. What, and, what do you make uh, in that factory? I make plastic bags. Uh, anyway, uh, young in my career, I was working on a machine. Decided it would be a good idea to bypass some safety devices to better learn how to troubleshoot this machine. And I almost cut my finger off. Had to go to the hospital. And now my finger is permanently dismembered. Wait. Disfigured. Okay. I was going to say, it was... <laughs> Like whenever something's dismembered, it's pretty it's permanent. permanent. <laughs> That's like, but but you have all your I, fingies. I I almost got electrocuted to death. <laughs> wow! You don't get electrocuted and not die. You get electrocuted to death all the time. Wait, anyway. what if what if you like stick your finger in a light socket? You get shocked. You don't get electrocuted. You get shocked. Oh, that's different. Right. Yeah, that's like stubbing your you toe die. and going, "Oh, I got murdered a little yeah. bit." <laughs> yeah, and same with strangulation. You don't get strangled a little bit. You get choked, or you get strangled to death. Yeah. So you electrocution do. electrocution <laughs> means dead. Yes. Oh, interesting. Like execution, electrocution, stabocution. <laughs> well. Esthetician. The name of this podcast, Stabocution. Speaking uh, of estheticians, <laughs> check out Hairpin Salon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's let's go to a break and then wrap this up. Uh, yeah. Check out. Shit, I forgot what it's called. It's in Portland. It's the hair place. Um. Man, they've been sponsoring us for two years. What's it called? <laughs> um, uh, it's called Hairpin Salon. That's what it's called. Yeah, check out Hairpin Salon in Portland. Google it. All right, guys, we're back. Okay, good. Hey, are we back? Yeah, yeah. Way to, <laughs> way, to, way to follow that up with some steaming hot content, Rick. I said we're back. Yeah. Yeah, and then I go, did. You were gonna grab the clomometer, do it. Yeah, and then I did, and then Ryan went woo, and I stopped because I'm not gonna interrupt him like you. Uh, okay, we should probably get to the clomometer. Fuck, we should probably get to the clomometer. Oh yeah, I think we're gonna keep it. 
just a bunch of shit cut together. I almost did a spit take. I don't know why the clamometer sounds like bongo drum. <laughs> Come on. This whole thing went sideways real quick. Yeah, kilometer and, uh, I mean, clamometer and homework. I, I said, said kilometer. I said, I said clamometer. We, Rick, we both just said clamometer <laughs> instead of kilometer. <laughs> oh, oh, good. It got longer. Yeah. Yes, it did. It's a grower. All right. <laughs> so, Unforgiven, uh, we really were wrong, Ryan. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Ryan, it looks Again. like, man, I don't know who wrote this. Someone was having a stroke. Uh, Ryan gave it I'm a 60 sure degrees. I'm pretty sure you're the only one who gets to touch the clomometer. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, we'll, we'll worry about that later. Uh, Ryan gave it a 60 degrees. Semen everywhere. Could be a 65. Let's go with 60. And I said sure. 79. Ooh. What? <laughs> yeah. I hadn't seen it in a while, and I thought you were really going to, like, this was going to be a Western. I be... love this? Yeah. Man. So what did you think, Bill? I think my son's report card isn't very good. I think you shouldn't be looking at it right now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was getting bored by all that 60 talk. Uh, I definitely don't put this movie over the 50. I will watch it again, Mark. Um, It's definitely got some art to it. And it has, you know, some decent acting for what it is. I mean, this is really pulling me into the I must not like Westerns feel because... This was a big stinking miss for me. It was it was painful for it took me three nights to get through this movie because I kept falling asleep and wanting to do mm. other things. Uh, but I toughed it out. I, I give this movie a forty one. You are unforgiven. Well I guess I'll live in the misery that is having to have had to watch this movie. <laughs> well wh- where 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 do we go from here? You know right? where I think what I want to do? I understand we're doing Oscar winners month. That's fine. We're stuck in it. Well, but do we know we, that? We've mentioned, well, we, yeah, we know that. Okay. We talked about we that last it. week. Making yeah. sure. Um, yeah. But what I would like to see in the future is if we can get a list of the like top box office hits from each year and, and compare some of those instead of the like, Oscar winners and and just kind of track what were the people. I'm a man of the people. I'm not Hollywood elite. I I want to see what the people want to see. I want to I want to be where the people are. You know, I guess what I'm saying is the... I want to watch Little Mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um. I feel like this might have been one of those movies, though. It wasn't. Or it I mean, at least it wasn't one I liked. It made a ton of money. Yeah, enough like, to buy some it, feverish pigs. I mean, it the budget was fourteen million, and opening weekend it made fifteen, and then it worldwide gross was one hundred fifty nine oh, million. So they made like a million dollars that first week. Yeah, unfortunately, the Rick first is not even in the top fifty. The first weekend, oh, Ryan. I know how you look stuff up. What year did you look at? Nineteen ninety three. No, it came out ninety two. <laughs> so. It won the Oscars ninety three. <laughs> There's no way it's not in the top fifty, but it made. Ten times the amount of money that it cost to make. Okay, it's number seventeen. <laughs> okay, there you go. So that's pretty good. What's number one? Batman Returns. 
Bill, have you seen that? Lethal Weapon 3. Nope. Sister Act. Yep, I've seen that. Home Alone 2. Haven't seen that. You haven't seen Home Alone 2? No. Have you seen Home Alone 1? Yeah, I think it was just called Home Alone. (laughs) Have you seen it? Yeah. Do you like it? It's okay, yeah. Let's let's round out this top ten with Wayne's World. Ooh, seen it. Basic Instinct. Haven't seen A League it. of Their Own. Have seen it. <laughs> Aladdin. <laughs> seen it many times. The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. Nope. And Under Siege. I've seen every so one of those no, movies. No, uh, no, a few good men <laughs> on there, huh? No, no, no. It comes in at number twenty. Interesting. Oh. Less people saw that than saw Unforgiven. By almost $10 million. In the theater. Oh, Jesus. I'm just saying. Okay, but you're I'll stuck. bet you. I, I know we can't prove this or look this up, but I'll bet you more people have seen A Few Good Men than Unforgiven. I mean, yeah, you can never <laughs> prove way that. Way to say something that's <laughs> not provable. So yes. I, don't, I don't. Everything I say doesn't have to be provable. More, no, or correct, I guess. Right. But yeah. it, just because you can't prove it doesn't make it not right. No, there's but lots it also of true doesn't make it. You can't prove. But there's lots of things that you. You're talking about unknown knowns. Yeah, let's. We're not going right. to go down this rabbit hole right now. We can just theorize <laughs> that I'm probably right. <laughs> or I mean, we could go with history and think that you're wrong. I just. I think, all okay. I'm saying is. If I have to stare at a screen for two hours, I would rather watch Tom Cruise than watch Clint Eastwood fall down all the time and be old and fumbly. Okay, then you know what we'll do? Well, what? since we're watching Oscar movies, let's watch Rain Man, starring Tom Cruise. Oh, I have not I seen mean, it. I have not seen it. Okay. Yeah, okay. So it has Tom Cruise in it. <laughs> what else? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> what do you think it's about? What do you think That's, it's about? And Bill? it won the best picture. What do you think it's about? I I am uh well, by the time this comes out, I will be 41 years old. I uh we're recording this like a mere few hours, 27 some hours before my birthday. But uh <laughs> I I don't think you can live as long as I have in the world and not know a little bit or at least know some references to Rain Man. So I know that Dustin Hoffman is in it, reprising his character Mumbles from Dick Tracy, and um, <laughs> I mean that's yeah. Uh, so this is a movie that yeah I, I you know I I know it's Tom Cruise and Dustin Hoffman and that Dustin Hoffman has a disability and is like um, you know. Uh, He's probably somewhere on the spectrum with and and he has some sort of like ability too, right? Because people like, you know, when someone's really good at something and also doing something dumb, they call them Rain Man. I've been called Rain Man before um, (laughs) is what I'm saying, I guess. (laughs) Um, I don't really know. I don't know the story. I wouldn't even be able to kind of guess at the plot or the story of this movie. But um I have avoided this movie because as we've talked about, I really, I don't enjoy movies that use mental disabilities for entertainment. So I kind of have always thought I might have a problem with this movie, but um, I guess it's time. It's time to open up that can and see what's inside. Okay. Um, Do you think there's anybody else you'd recognize in this movie? Oh, 
Probably not. <laughs> okay. uh, 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 Kevin Costner. <laughs> no, I have I have no idea. No, um, I I don't know of anyone else that would be in it that I would know of. Okay. Um. All right. Rain Man. Rain Man. So Rain Man won Best when Picture. When do you think it came me. out? Yeah. Yuck. When do you think it came out? Um. It's like earlier Dustin Hoffman and younger Tom Cruise. When uh, when did The Firm come out? I would say from what from what I'm remembering, Tom Cruise looks about the same as he did in The Firm. So I'm gonna go like early '90s. Let's say '91. Okay. Okay. I know it's and... not '93 because that was Unforgiven. <laughs> right. Right. And so you can you can use some powers of deduction here to narrow it down. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay, get out well, of here. Okay, we'll bye. Get out of here. Okay, Ryan, what do you think? I'm not going to forget to mute my microphone this time. <laughs> there you go. Um, you know, when we talked about this movie uh, being the next movie, I had forgotten about Bill's aversion to movies with mental disabilities. Yeah, me too. Um, that being said, that being said, I think uh, after... Thinking about this movie, the last time I watched it, I think it does a pretty good um, equitable representation of someone with a disability. I don't think it's for entertainment that this that Dustin Hoffman's disability is um, exploited. I think, despite not using a person with a handicap, they still portray this specific syndrome um, equitably and show compassion towards the needs of this person. So I think that he may come out in the end thinking that like, you know what, this is worth the watch because Tom Cruise and Dustin Hoffman get a form of bond and work with each other instead of like, Oh, he's dumb. He does a dumb thing. You know, it's not the yuck yucks about somebody doing a dumb thing. It's more compassion and working, working with the disability. So I think he may come around. I think, uh, I'm going to give him a, 61 um only because it doesn't have the punched up broadway drama narrative that he always wants it's not a musical there's not a lot of he's gonna say there's not a lot of change in this movie because it's bill and yeah i think it's gonna be just above the rewatch line all right i couldn't have said it better myself ryan um so i'm just (laughs) gonna give you my score i'm gonna give it a 53 (laughs) 53? Yeah. Okay. Let's bring him back in. Really pulling the weight in this episode. <laughs> Someone has to. Hey, guys. Hi. Hi. Look at me coming back nice and quick, just staying here, engaged, waiting for the signal. Hey, yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, okay. Well, anything else to say before we sign off for the week, before we watch Rain Man next week? Nope. See ya. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> ah, I really want to thank all you guys for listening. Uh, please take a minute to check out our socials. We're on Instagram, Miss Education Bill. We're on Twitter, Miss Education Bill. And check us out at Miss Education of Bill at gmail.com. Please fart in our fart box and send us a fart mail. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and like us on all of your favorite podcast apps. You can find us on all of the major apps, Spotify, Apple Music, Stitcher, and anywhere else you can find your podcast. A special thanks to Wyatt Only in the Wreckage for letting us use their music on the podcast. You can find them on Spotify and at WOATW.com. 
check out them, please. Guys. Check out them. <laughs> check out them, please. <laughs> nope, we have nothing else to say. You won't be un. <laughs> you won't Bye. be unforgiven. Bye. Go fuck yourself, you terrible humans. Another drink